Via Stage interviews artists producing the most thought-provoking work on stage. Today we're talking about the play Utility, which can be seen at Rivendell Theater in Chicago through May 4th. In the play Utility, Amber is doing everything she can to keep her head above water, but no matter how hard she tries, it never seems to be enough. Money is tight, her marriage is in turmoil, and she's juggling two jobs just to make ends meet. As she struggles to plan her eight-year-old daughter's birthday party, Amber must stay strong as she feels increasingly invisible in her own life. What does the play Utility have to do with the world we live in today? Let's ask director Georgette Verdon. Could you share with us some ways that you think Utility is topical in today's socio-political climate? You know, what I love is that Utility, it's, it's not a play about being poor, but obviously economic hardship is, is a container that the play lives in. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, the play is actually about Amber grappling with this lost sense of self. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what the play does really beautifully uh, is remind us of our shared humanity despite circumstantial differences, which I think is really poignant for right now, given the sort of divisiveness in our country uh, and the ways in which we all feel so divided. So I think it's important to to do art that reminds us um, that we make progress when we acknowledge that we're far more similar than we are different. Uh, And I think that utility really does that. In terms of how people can be more empathetic, is that just kind of a, a sentiment that they that audiences can walk away with, or do you think action can be taken? Yeah, no, I do. I do think that action can be taken, and I think it's I think it's remembering um, to stay open to people and to be curious about people who mm-hmm. are different than us, right? That we, you know, one putting ourselves in places, um, even if it just starts at the theater, you know, where where we might be seeing a story. Um, of someone who is who is living a different lifestyle than we are, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's important that we seek out opportunities um, to uh, to be around people who uh, who are different from us, and that we get that we get curious about them, and that we that we learn about them. Because again, I think that all comes back to that that notion that you know if you do that, you're going to. Uh, recognize what the similarities are, you right. know, and that those are going to be undeniable. Um, and so I think I think that's uh, really important that that we don't just sort of say, oh, you know, that was that was a nice play, you know, mm-hmm. but that we allow it to be a, a reminder that um, you know that we do have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to make connections um, and sort of bridge gaps where we can. Um, and and try and you know put ourselves put ourselves in, in other types of experiences. Right. Um, so that that's what I would hope. That's what I would hope for audiences is that they, you know, and I think I think it's very you know um, I think there will be people who see this play and think that these characters might be Trump supporters, sure. um, which I, I think is you know is interesting. Um, I personally. Um, I think that these characters are, um, probably not voters at all. Um, okay. but, but I think, but I think that, that 
um, regardless, I think it's, it's, it's important that we, we need to be reaching out to marginalized communities across all cultures um, and uh, socioeconomic backgrounds because um, that's how we make progress, you know, mm-hmm. and we don't, we don't make progress by continuing to uh, let the divide happen. You know, right. Um, right. so that was part of why, you know, I think there were people who, you know, I think sort of questioned why utility, why a family in East Texas, why is that relevant? You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so many stories we can, we can talk about. And I think it's just, you know, to me, um, at some point we, you know, even though I don't think these characters are, you know, voted for Trump necessarily, but I think we do have, we have to get curious about who are the people that did, you know, and mm-hmm. what, you know, and why, and what are their stories. And I know that that is really hard um, yeah. for, for those of us on the, on the far left mm-hmm. uh, right now. Um, but we're, I think it's the only way forward, honestly. Yeah, so perhaps just being able to judge less and be curious yeah. more. Yeah, I think that curiosity is a huge, a huge bit of it, you know, um, just staying open and, and allowing ourselves to, to not necessarily think that we have it all figured out, you right. know, or to get ourselves into thinking that we're having a conversation with the other side when we're actually not, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's really important as well, um, because many a times we're, you know, we think we're having conversations and actually right. we've just not left the comfort of our own yeah. zone, you know? Um, so do you think Amber, do you think she just would really like people to, to understand what she's going through? I do. I think, I think Amber does not feel seen by the people in the okay. place. Okay. Um, I think that she really struggles because I don't think that she feels seen. And I think that's, um, but, I, but uh, you know, similarly, I think that, 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 that there are other characters in the play as well who also don't feel seen. So I think it's, you know, a question that I've been asking myself and that we've been talking a lot of in rehearsal is, like, what makes us feel seen, you know, as, as people? Um, yeah. And, uh, and I think that's a really important question, and I think, uh, I think that what Amber comes to learn, you know, at, at some point is that... Um, is that also maybe she's looking for a very specific thing and that maybe people are seeing her, but they're not necessarily seeing her in the way that she would prefer them to see her. You know, do you know right. what I mean? Yeah, no, I understand. Um, that, yeah, that, that there's this sense of um, maybe, you know, that, that we tell ourselves stories about people and the way mm-hmm. that they respond to us. And we're not always right about those stories that we have of, of other people. Can you share with us what what age group she's in? Yeah, so um, Amber is uh, thirty one. Okay. So she's yeah, so she's, she's thirty one. Um, you know, fairly fairly young, but um, she's got three kids. You know, wow. uh, two jobs. You know, and 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 you can just tell like throughout the play. You can tell. You can tell. I mean, she's got an incredible amount of inner strength. Um, mm-hmm. And and sort of resolve, but but also she's tired, you yeah. know. I think she's really really tired, and she's having to sort of tap into these like uh, inner reserves to be able to sort of, um, you know, do what she needs to do. 
Um, so that's that's a bit of the of the, the journey as well as just you know sort of watching. You know, we get the play takes place over a few days, and mm-hmm. so uh, we one of the another really lovely thing about the writing is that uh, you know we really get to sit and see what a day in this life is like. So we'll have you know, um, one day develop over several scenes, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and that really makes it feel very lived in. Um, and we can really feel like the, the length of these days for, for someone like Amber, um, and just how much it takes out of her, you know? Right. But would you, would you say that Amber was once upon a time much happier? Yeah, I mean, I think she thinks so. I mean, I I think that, um, you know, she's very quick-witted and she's got a great sense of humor. And I think that, um, I think that she feels like she's lost some of her, um, you know, her her fieriness. Yeah. Um, and I think I think it's clear to the I think it's clear that 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 it's still there. It's just sort of caked over a little bit with exhaustion. Sure. Um, but um. But yeah, I think, you know, I think that it definitely, uh, that she's, that she's feeling like, who am I? You know, that she's feeling a bit of a stranger to herself, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that this isn't necessarily the life that she thought she would be leading. Um, and, uh, you know, so yeah. Yeah, well, that in itself is something that I think the majority of, Americans can relate to to some extent. Absolutely, yeah. And things still, just don't go as you, you know, when when you're young and you're, you know, you have you have dreams and you have all of these aspirations, and then, yeah, you know, um, life starts to happen, and mm-hmm. you, you kind of wonder, how did I get here? You know, right. But at the same time, she's only thirty-one, so she has plenty of yeah. life to live. For sure, and I think that this is. Um, I think it is a hopeful play. I think there is a lot of hope in the play. And even though we don't see any massive, um, you know, grand scale changes, um, I think that we start to see the beginnings of some shifts that might lead to something down the line. This is Cesar Gonzalez podcasting for Via Stage. Visit viastage.com to see local listings of live shows posted by artists, producers, and venues in your area.